This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom. We are a little late on our weekly episode because in true Galaxy Wars fashion, uh, we had a technical issue and our episode didn't uh, make it. This is going to be a combination of two episodes. We were supposed to put out two episodes and uh, luckily we didn't because we got a lot more news from the w- from the WWE that we, uh, we could talk about because... We would have been so far behind. I know. Uh, we did our Wrestle- our WrestleMania episode, and uh, we loved it. And then yeah, it was good. The podcasting gods, uh, aka probably Vince McMahon, uh, was like, "Yeah, we're not put- <laughs> we're not putting this out." And uh, here we are. We're going to yeah. do a a mashup today. It's kind of like yeah, you know, when you have two things that don't really mix, like uh, French fries and a frosty. <laughs> But somehow it turns into gold when you dip the french fries in your Frosty. Yeah. Uh, that's our episode today. We're talking wrestling and we're talking Trolls World Tour. Yep. <laughs> Two things that I never thought I'd say in, in the same podcast. But uh, yeah, let's... I, they go together. Yeah, I mean, they at this point they do. Let's uh, Let's talk a little bit of wrestling. We had WrestleMania about two weeks ago. A lot of bit of wrestling, maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. We had some matches. We had some good matches, some storyline yeah. matches. Surprisingly some, great matches. Yeah, some surprisingly terrible matches. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then we had two like big spectacle matches, productions yeah. and uh, things, with the Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles and the Firefly Funhouse match, I guess you can call it. Yeah. With, or, uh, yeah, the whatever. Fiend, yeah, the Fiend, Story. Bray Wyatt, and... John Cena. So let's let's start with those two in general because they're the biggest ones. Uh, they were the reason why WrestleMania was as good as it was, I guess. Yep. They were spectacles. They weren't even matches. It was just like watching a movie. Um, I read that the the Taker Styles match took eight hours to film. Yeah, I get that. And uh, a lot of unique camera angles. It was like a lot of perfection to tell the story, and they, you know. But uh, are they are they doing it for eight hours? I mean, I know they're like they can go long, but that's a lot of time for them. I mean, they're even it, you know whoever saw it, it, it yeah, it could have went eight hours, but they were, still were performing. So I don't know. Uh... There were background uh, behind the scenes pictures with like Undertaker, like hands on pointing out locations and what's going to happen, and him and Styles like practicing the moves. It was it was yeah. really cool to kind of pull the curtain back and, and see that um when we recorded on sunday and we talked about this um we had big plans for aj and the club right we even talked bullet club yeah and yeah everything talked a ton of and it. we were talking other people coming to to like bolster the bullet club in wwe yeah and now it's just aj styles that is a big news i mean we're going to talk about the mass releases i don't have the list but uh yeah uh, uh, Alla- Gallows and uh, Anderson got released, and AJ yeah. Styles is pretty pissed about it because he thought it was going a different way. And do you remember when he was going to sign on for like over the summer? He had uh, his contract was up, and he signed a three-year deal with WWE. This is when uh, Gallows and Anderson were still doing like the Good Doctors or whatever they were. They looked like, yeah, uh, so, yeah. 
Like they look like porn stars. Yeah. Where they're wearing their trend, their lab coats, and Styles is like, "Listen, I want, I want to start the club. I want the club to be in this. We need to go. If I'm gonna start, these guys are with me." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Boom, they fire them like right off the bat, release them. I mean, we get it. I, I mean, I, I partially get it. I understand it's all because of Corona. They're not doing live events, so in that they can't do. You know, they make money from selling tickets and if they're not selling tickets then there's nothing to do but um yeah i i heard an article the wwe is still poised to earn one billion dollars yeah this year yeah after you say that like wait no it doesn't i mean they why did they fire i mean i know it's a bottom line business but uh, you know that still seems like Seems like they could have kept those guys. It seemed like a lot of those guys they could have kept. I, I, I mean, I think we've talked where we think a lot of people are going to go. I don't know where Gallows and Anderson are going to go. Do they go back to to Japan? That's where I'm thinking. But because AEW is such a heavy tag team uh, organization, they'd be perfect over there. But they don't have money. They're not making money right now either. Mm-mm. I think I believe Carl Anderson's wife is Japanese, and he's got a, like a huge affinity yeah. for Japan. Which you know, he was NJ uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling before this, I believe. So, as much as I want everybody that got let go to go to AEW, I know that that's not. I don't want them to be the the TNA of the WWE pickings. Yeah, or yeah, wrestling. Yeah. Where they just go and get everybody, but the the Taker and Undertaker, uh, the Taker and Styles match. We'll we'll go back to the firings. Um, it was such a beautiful dance of a of an yeah. event. It was uh yeah, it was cinematic. It was we said it was it was like the final boss in a, like a trilogy or something, or at the end of a season of a TV show. It was the culminating event, and it was um, it was great. There wasn't a good guy or bad guy. It was just. You had uh, the American badass again, and 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 AJ Styles is uh, is great as a heel. I know he's been a lot of different things, and people talk about him coming coming back humbled and trying to make you know trying to become a, a face, but he's really good as a heel, and he knows how to play it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, what they did there. I mean, that was like for 24 hours, that was the best thing I've seen and wrestling for at least a decade i agree so it was you know, amazing for 24 hours it, i i there was no there was no argument i hope they record it like the whole eight hours i'd like to see a documentary like four part yeah. series of how that match yeah. came uh the next one too the you know after those 24 hours pass we get uh what might have been the weirdest time travel match <laughs> i've ever seen and i use match in like quotations because yeah. uh Bray Wyatt and John Cena put on a LSD infused <laughs> third act or yeah. like B cut movie. Uh, it was like early James Gunn stuff. Like that's what we were yeah. watching. What do you think of that match? Like I said, I, that was like there was other matches. Like um, the the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley match, I think was the best match. But um, mm-hmm. do you remember we were talking about? Um, the what happened why they let charlotte go to nxt rhea ripley's uh work visa expired oh no that's on, that's man. why that's why so she can't yeah, okay. work in, in the states well anyway that is crazy see it's more news that we uh but um 
And and the Undertaker thing was the Boneyard match was closer. It's something we never heard of, but it was closer to wrestling. This was like a this was like a culmination of you know everybody Bray Wyatt's faced and like an inside his head of how he you know retrogrades people and how he turns them back into something they like what he did with Daniel Bryan and and the American um, the American Dragon stuff like turns them into an old. Uh, version of themselves uh so I, I like this was a it wasn't a match there was like two holds it's john cena and he's only got two holds anyway or two moves but this was you know bray wyatt didn't take any damage this was this is what I, I think he vote he's always wanted to do and it, this was it was less a match and more of like a, st- uh, a play yeah like yeah like a like a it was truly like a three-act play. I mean, there was ups, there was downs, and stories, and metaphor, and it was really deep, really good. And I don't think, uh, I, I, you know, Matt Hardy's stuff from Ring or uh, from TNA is close to it. He might come up with something like this, but I don't think uh, WWE is going to top it for a long time. I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if the like. I don't know if anybody there besides Bray Wyatt understood what happened that's why it's a good i would like to see the behind the scenes of making that all happen yeah including him trying to explain it to vince like no this is what it's going to be and there won't be a match like oh i don't sound right but and titus o'neill kind of became the face of everyone watching (laughs) where he was like i don't even know what to happen and it was such a better replacement for the hype bros volume two jesus um, christ mojo and uh and Gronk, uh, do you see Mojo has a CarMax commercial now? Yep. All you need is uh, one famous friend. Yeah. Like, in and, what uh, world does a <laughs> C-list wrestler get a CarMax commercial? He was like a D-list football player, graduated yep. the C-list uh, wrestler, and only graduated because he knew Gronk personally. Yeah. It's so. it's a uh, it's a weird dynamic with what they do with these these professional wrestlers and taking yeah. them from football. Um, wondering what's going to be happening with Gronk. I'd love to see him uh, go in like a, a technical match with someone like Daniel Bryan or Drew Gulak and uh, to yeah. see just see him get decimated. Yeah, like stretch. Like uh, you always hear about um, Goldberg going against uh, what's the guy that runs T- uh, or NXT now? Um, the English guy, uh, William Regal. Yeah, William Regal. There's a story about William Regal for like seven minutes. Like, put Gold. He knew he was going to lose, but he hated how like Goldberg got to where he was, and he was doing drugs at the time. William Regal tells the story. So, um, for like seven minutes, he just put a clinic on Goldberg and, and stretched him, put him in real moves, put him like like really frustrated him, and then at the end, he was like, "All right, give me your move," and he took his move. Got the can out, just stood up and left the ring. And that was it. And he, everybody was bitching. He's like, "No, nah, I, I, I don't like what you did with him. I don't like who he is." So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. They cater to the big bruisers, kind of like what we saw two big bruisers with Braun and Goldberg <sighs> uh, in what was a monstrous match of disappointment. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, I mean, both. I guess both. In my mind, both uh, championship matches were disappointing in quality. 
yeah. uh, the outcome better because you got rid of two part-timers and you went to two full-timers and the follow-through with Drew, we'll move away from Braun, the, the follow-through with Drew is now he seems to be a fighting champion. Right. Uh, and he says, you know, if you earn these championship shots, you, you know, that's it, it's kind of reminiscent of what John Cena and CM Punk used to do. Yeah. If yeah. you earn it, take all you, you get your shot. Yeah. But who comes out first? But a guy who just got popped for steroids a month ago. Uh, yeah. And Charlotte Flair's fiance, Andrade. Yeah. First, first one to come out. And then Seth Rollins, Charles Manson of wrestling, decides <laughs> that he's going to be the. He's going to be the next one in line after losing. I don't hate it, but I don't. I mean, I'm over him. Like, I get he's a great heel, and I get that he's he's he is the company man. John Cena leaving, you know, uh, wrestling is what we're assuming. Um, yeah. Uh, well, he's going to be an actor now. He's going to be XO Man. I can't wait. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, that's another episode. Um, yeah. But, it's just one full hour rant of why we don't like John Cena. <laughs> I don't need I don't need to see I mean I, he is a top guy but there's you know do we need to see him every week? Do we need to have Seth Rollins in every single and you know do those metrics? I don't hear much. I haven't heard much like who who makes money? Who who's you know whose t-shirts sell? Who's uh when you know who tunes in the most if, if there's a Seth Rollins segment coming up. I, I don't know if that if that really happens. His his segments now consist of him just staring off into a camera monologuing. It's it's they went to the cult like they, they took a page out of what AEW seems to do with like three or four different cults and yeah. they're like, Oh, we're gonna make Charles Manson of wrestling and he's got his followers. We haven't seen Murphy, we haven't seen the rest of the group, the uh, authors of the Razor and Tokar, or... yeah, <laughs> he's got he's got his group, but I mean, it's just you come in, you super kick like his move set isn't even unique. It's no moves the, from other people. He the stomp isn't unique. The, there's nothing really that great about it that you would like write home about. So yeah, if you compare talent to other wrestlers that are in the uh, in the organization, like. Dolph Ziggler has pretty much the same moveset as Seth Rollins, but yet he doesn't get put over. He's the gatekeeper. And then you bring in someone like Roman Reigns, who, again, like John Cena and Goldberg, have one or two moves, and he's the other guy on the other show. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I think I don't. I think they never realized how important John Moxley was to that group. Um, yep. and, and he had the most personality, but they made him into this character or this cartoon. Uh, he has, a, he has a pretty great skill set. He's willing to go a lot further than any of these guys are willing to go. And yeah, I know that's not necessarily WWE style. It's not the hardcore Japanese style, but still, I mean, John Moxley will put himself out there. He'll take a couple bumps. Yep. He'll and he'll deliver. His fights are kind of like fights where they're not move sets, but he's willing to fight and makes it look more realistic than <clears throat> these two guys. And I think you know Roman Reigns is back in after having leukemia. I'm cool with that. And he put mm -hmm. you know he's exciting for a short time. Uh, Seth Rollins, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think his promos are great. I don't think his move sets are great. 
I don't think he's that unique. I don't think anything about him's fun. So I like his his uh, music. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I also like his WrestleMania outfits because they yeah, coordinate they're... with comics. Yeah. So I think that I think that that's cool. I like that like that. But what WWE has done is kind of take wrestlers that I really like, give them five minutes of fame, and then start to bury them. Um, love love Ricochet. No. Now he's tagging with Cedric Alexander. Yeah, and who's love he? Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. Love Alistair Black. He's going to be buried sooner or later. It's it's just one after another. They bring these people up. Like if they bring up Champa or Gargano, they'll get buried. Right, uh, and they keep them. Hopefully, I think Triple H is exerting as much control as he can over over those guys and keeping them in NXT. And I think that's good. You know, yeah, I think Ciampa said he would quit yeah. or retire if uh, if they brought him up. If he can't wrestle in NXT, he would try to get like a backstage role or quit. More power to him. But if you get that backstage role, uh, you're going to end up getting fired because that's what seemed to happen uh, just yesterday as we record this. Uh, I think like 18 people got let, let go between uh, between like Mike Kyoto, a long a long 30 ref years. To f- yeah. 30 Fit years. Finley, Fit Finley's Kurt been there Angle. forever. Uh, Lance Storm, yeah, uh, all these guys. Mike the Rotunda hurricane. got. Uh, they all got. They all got let go, and that's like Kurt Angle was a wrestler. He like the last time we'll see Kurt Angle wrestle in a WWE ring was through the Fire Five Funhouse in the promo, like in the you know when John Cena comes out, right? Yeah, but then then like the Monday before or this past Monday's Raw, I I sat at home and watched it, and they had. Ruby Riot come out and she wrestles Oscar, and then they have Sarah Logan come out and she's wrestling Baszler, and I'm like, all right, well, obviously she's gonna, she's gonna lose this match. Then they fire. Her. Yeah. You know, um, they fire her. Zach uh, Zach Ryder, who immediately uh, changed his Facebook name yeah. or Instagram name back to his real one, put a shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah, not there. And it sold out. It was, yeah, it was like the number one selling shirt. Yeah. Uh, he gets it. Um, yeah, he gets, well, he gets let go. He's known forever that he WWE is not going to be the one that puts him and makes him money. And then the last, I mean, we listened to his podcast, but it has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to even do with wrestling. I don't even know if they'll ever talk about wrestling. But, um, yeah, he gets it. Like, he understands that there's, there's certain value in putting yourself over and making your own dime. And WWE has squashed him because he chose to do that. But, uh, I yeah. think he'll be fine. I think he's going to figure something out. And a lot of people, it's weird because, I mean, he, we'll talk about the ones that are more surprising and have bigger pushes, but his name out, out there is he's been in there for 14 years. Heath mm-hmm. Slater's been there longer than him, like yeah. 15, 16 years. And I, I forgot all about that, but, you know, he's been there for 14, won a couple championships, you know, put himself over they squashed him they squashed him and then like every as soon as he gets fired everybody's out there saying you know how great he is and and they know what he could do for wrestling and we saw cody go out there and i don't know if you saw his instagram post which was like yeah i was going to talk about that it seems like cody would would die to have him in the system so 
Yeah, um, it's it's kind of confirmation that he's going to go there. I know they're really good friends. Um, I know I, I follow both of them, and they're always at Disney World together. Yeah, uh, Cody, Brandy, Zach, and uh, Chelsea, and uh, it. I mean, when that went up, and it was a heartfelt message, and it was just saying like you, you're a company man, you break your back, you get yourself big on no drugs, and uh, then they just let you go. I I think that he's de- he definitely lands on his feet, and it's definitely AEW. I don't think he goes anywhere else. No. Um, well, Hawkins I mean, too. Hawkins, who knows what... See, I don't know. Hawkins kind of has... and like We both like him, but I don't like Hawkins necessarily because of his wrestling. I like him as a personality and less a personality and more as himself, but... Um, he seems like he's 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 more passionate in training. I would like to see a Hawkins MJF feud. Yeah, trainer versus. Like, let's say, yeah, let's say he comes down and he's like, "I gave you all the tools, and this is how arrogant you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come out and you're gonna spit on the name of professional wrestling." Yeah, my school. I'd like my to name. see that. He's already he's already went out and MJF talked shit about him just you know because you know in in his character, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think there's a I and like we said, we'd hate for AEW to suck all those guys up just because they're free. But EC3 would be a huge get because I think he'd be mm-hmm. he'd form a great tag team slash stable with MJF, and you know, because they're basically the same person except one's bigger than the other. Uh, yeah, and then you know you could have a Hawkins, you know, at least a match or two in there. Uh, best of three. Yeah. I don't know, but it would be fun to Ryder watch. Ryder comes in. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you know the Rowan is a is another one that if he's gonna go anywhere else, I think AEW is a good fit for him because they they're hurting for big guys. You know he, I mean? If he went there now, he'd be the biggest guy in the company. Yeah. Because I think yep. he's. I think Lance Archer's taller, but not nearly as big. He he is an absolute monster, Lance Archer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, do you see that match with Marco Stunt? <laughs> well, it helps it to like, have Marco it, Stunt go, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm basically made of yeah, rubber. It's like, it's like if you go, go, you leave and you pick up one of Toots' Barbies and start throwing it <laughs> around the house. Like, it was it was insane. I've never yeah. seen anybody get thrown that way. Um, and, you know, Rowan's a big get. I would be a big get. Gallows and Anderson obviously would a big um, – they have ties with the club that's already kind of the, the elite, which is the club. Um, well, you got the there's... you got the elite, and then you got the actual Bullet Club running in Japan mm-hmm. with Tama Tonga yeah. and, and the, the the Tonga Kid or whatever his name is. Um, so I, I think they could go yeah. in a lot of different directions. You know, Ring of Honor still yeah, out gonna... there, but I don't know. They might be the two of the biggest names to be on the market. Rusev too. Rusev is huge. Um, yeah. That one surprised the me a way lot. That, I mean, I know they were... Once they took Lana out of his corner, it was game over. Yeah. It was, it was dumb. Yeah, they got he got over with the Rusev Day stuff, and he was selling shirts, and they got rid of him. They got rid of Aiden English, who was a good tag team partner with him for a while. Um, Rusev is, is a big get. Uh, I don't know if he wants, wants to stay overseas in Bulgaria. Um or if he wants to stay over here with Lana. I think he got his, his citizenship, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he is think, legitimately I, married to Lana, so I don't think they're going to separate. Yeah. So. 
and he's a big guy who moves fast. Like that's a, yeah, that's what like he's the prototype of what everybody wants. I'd like to see him. But the, th- he's the a good thing fit about him was AEW. He 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 was this the you know Bulgarian brute or whatever bad guy, but he had enough personality that people still liked him no matter what they put him in. Like yep. he couldn't get the crowd to hate him enough. So it's, you know, yeah. I don't know. And like Sarah Logan's another big name that I think is going to be out there. Um, I think she stays grounded in, in the U S and AEW is a good fit for her too. Cause they're a, their women's division is uh, pretty pretty lacking right now. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is, like, of all the women to release, why did they release her? Yeah. Why is Tamina still on the... Oh, Jesus. Tamina. Like... Nia Jax uh, is, is, hasn't wrestled in, in six months. I mean... Yep. What, is she going to come back and... I don't oh, know. she's back. Yeah. But uh, nobody cares. Yeah, she, she Who'd she just flatten? She just beat... Uh, Kari Sane, I think. All right. Uh, so she's gonna she's gonna be the next one in line for the man. Uh, yeah, which could, we, you know, I think. Thought. Tamina's, I think, still there because she she's a snooker. You know yeah, I mean? but after that, uh, that that wrestling, um, the story, what's it called? Um, oh yeah, Beyond the Mat. Yeah, Beyond the yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know if he's uh I, I don't know if, if, if being a snook is a good thing or not. Yeah. You know who I'm surprised wasn't let go in all this? Chad Gable. Oh, Shorty G. Shorty G. Um, <laughs> somebody who has, like, extremely, like, he's super talented. Yeah, but, uh, you know, they don't they, care They about buried that. him as well. Yeah, they buried him. I'm surprised that he wasn't let go. Um, yeah. I mean, Dra- we, saw, we saw another Shorty get... Um, fired and get super emotional very hard to watch uh rockstar spud aka drake maverick yeah uh who was i think as recent as last sunday was announced in the 205 classic for the cruiserweight he's still wrestling the matches yep he's gonna wrestle three matches goes out there and gets yeah and he gets fired it's he'll he'll land on his feet um it would be cool to see him and his wife with like ec3 they that team that little stable Yeah. Um, I mean, he managed 205 for a while. He has been a manager basically for EC3 yep. back in the day. Uh, he's a good wrestler. I don't think there's there's any – like he can – they could package him and EC3 together, send them over to AEW. Yep. It, it'd be good to have a manager uh, slash producer yep. type guy in, in AEW's pocket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and a guy, you know, the size of, he's as small as like, you know, Stunt or any of those other guys. So I mean, I was just thinking, like, I'd like to see a triple threat match: Stunt, Jungle Boy, Rockstar Spud. <laughs> that's that's all I want. That's, that's and and obviously, like the guys behind the scenes, they'll get scooped up either, like. Well, they're all different. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of them. I I, I listened to a podcast by uh, or, or an interview with um, the Hurricane, and uh, he was basically saying you know, they told him, and they told a lot of the back the 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 uh, the producers and and behind the scenes guys that 
it's a furlough. They're they're going to get picked back up. Yeah. And you know, Hurricane Helms was saying he's like, I, I hate that I'm not doing it, but I literally was just sitting home because I don't live in Florida, and the, all the producers and stuff that they kept, or most of them, are Florida guys, and the writers yeah. are Florida guys, so they could go and be in the Florida meetings and 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 be there in person. Whereas he, like, I think he lives, I don't know where he lives, but I think North Carolina or something. He was never. Uh, yeah, I think he's from there. Yeah. So he, he was saying, as far as he knows, it's a furlough, but, you know, the talent is gone. They're, they're written off. But the behind-the-scenes yeah. guys are might be a little different for them. And this is all, like, this all came a week after they released the revival and say, like, yeah, have at it. Go and go and play in whatever field you want to play in. Yeah, try and, to make uh, money. I think they just re- – I think they just re- released their names. I can't remember. I think it's like called. I think Dash Wilder is like Dax Jackwood or some shit like that. <laughs> it's it's very like meme generator names. Yeah. Uh, but they, they they should be in AEW soon. I think. I think. Uh, well, I mean, we got it once they're. Eight, yeah, I mean, once we get out of this crisis. Yeah, that's another thing is AEW is not making money either, and their whole mm-hmm. family is not making any money right now. You know what I mean, like. They're not making any money from the Jaguars. They're not making any money from wrestling. I'm sure they got yep. their hands in a lot of other places, but what made them billions and billions of dollars is, well, I don't know what made them money, but what makes them most money is is the Jaguars. So I, I don't know because yep. they're 100% ownership. And, and how you make money with the Jaguars is beyond me. <laughs> Dear God. Just making know. money off of Gardner Minshew shirts. But, uh, I, well, also I think they just make money from – it's a nice stadium to go – it's a nice place to go to in Florida. So Yeah. I think that's how it is in yeah, Florida. And, and you can get out of Florida pretty quickly yeah. once you're done. Yeah. Like, all right, I don't have to go, go down by Tampa or, like, way, way down there where you're just watching live PD. And if, you, if you're driving a little bit over the speed limit, they're going to get you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got, we got some good wrestling news. It was uh, – a. It was fate that this happened. We didn't get necessarily good news, but we got a lot of news. Yeah, we got some scoops. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite, or what was your least favorite match of WrestleMania? And then we'll go to our 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 grading, and then we'll talk some trolls. Uh, you know what? As 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 there as good as it might have been, there was a lot of flubs, and, and I want to say anything Braun Strowman and Goldberg's in, but actually. It was only that was only like two minutes and ten seconds or something like crazy like that. But yeah, it's like four spears and a bum rush. I think that the nine minute Elias Corbin match could have been the worst. Um, Yeah, that was pretty rough. Yeah. uh, Let me see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Otis, Otis and Dolph Ziggler was you know the happiest moment, but um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I, uh, I I mean I think that Elias Edge and Orton, uh, Edge and Orton was a was six what six days worth of uh, grunting. I think it's still back. going. They're sweating and grunting and all over stuff. They're still they're still fighting. <laughs> they're still fighting right now. It's it's absolutely crazy. I think my least favorite is uh, I think it was uh, the Becky and Basler match. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, I don't know. I, like how many how many times can they call her the cage fighter? 
Unless that's going to be oh our my name. God. It, I, I, like, we get it. The man versus the cage fighter. Yeah, they don't have anything really good lined up for Becky and Deshane, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I think they'll figure it out. But you have, you know, it'll be, it'll be Charlotte. They'll work their way down to Charlotte leaving NXT and coming back for you know, or she's going to be on the quest to win the title. Charlotte Becky, three belts. Becky one belt wants her belt again. Or wants two belts again and goes after that one. I don't, you know. Yeah. We'll see. I know Charlotte's next opponent is IOCR. Yeah. So. There's a, I, but they're all pretty good down there. I mean, you could be pick any any woman in NXT. I think a lot better yeah. than most of the ones up in uh, the, the main roster. So that's not I a agree. bad thing. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you give WrestleMania? Uh, I, I legitimately, it wasn't all good and it wasn't mostly good, but there was two things that were unprecedentedly like great, like literally once in a generation type deals. So, you know, if it wasn't for the Boneyard and the, the, the Firefly Funhouse, this would be your standard run-of-the-mill two, two-and-a-half. But like I okay. said, those two things are generational, and and that's something you'll talk about for a long, long, long time. So as a wrestling fan, I got to say, if, if you have something like that, and if it's going to be remembered, it's got to be like one full point, like a three-and-a-half, I think. Um, okay. But just build – I mean – if you just package those into a 30-minute DVD, it would be like a, a phenomenal selling DVD just to have it and say, you know, this is what I watch. So, Yeah, so three and a half. I'm, I'm going to go three and a half with you, right on right on the money, three and a yeah. half. Because of the same, same points, uh, there were, uh, you know, given how weird the concept is to, to wrestle with no fans and yeah. not pumping crowd music and grown men posing to empty chairs and... You know, a lot yeah. of Otis talking to himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go three and a half uh, with that. But we're going to talk a movie now. Yeah. We're going to switch gears from wrestling and we're going <laughs> to. Oh, and also, did we mention Howard Finkel passed away? Oh, yeah. 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 We WWE's... mentioned that as we were talking be- oh, okay. before the episode. Their very first employee. So rest in yeah. pieces, Howard Finkel. Yeah, that's a, that was a big loss. Yeah, I was just watching it uh, day before he passed away. I was watching like on Instagram when uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, Alberto Del Rio and uh, his his little lackey were. I think Daniel Bryan was in it too. Um, were like teasing like uh, Gene Okerlund. Oh really? And like all the le- yeah, all the legends came out and Finkel announced who was coming out, and then Sheamus ran into the ring and Bro kicked him. And I thought that that was a lot of fun. Like Roddy Piper was there. It was a it was a who's who of like Dusty Rhodes was there. It was it was great. Uh, but we're gonna talk a movie today that you it's your movie of the year, man. This is I uh, thought so. It doesn't yeah, look that way. No, it certainly doesn't. <laughs> but my movie of the year is uh was also furloughed until next year. Uh, we're talking Trolls World Tour. Um, at the time I watched it. Critic score was seventy four percent. Yeah, the fan score was ten percent lower. It was at sixty four percent, 
Uh, and this is a, a movie that was done by Walter Dorn and David P. Smith. Uh, David P. Smith's directorial debut, right? Yeah. And we got, uh, based off the toys, Good Luck Trolls that came out in 1959. <laughs> uh, skin-toned, wild hair, and jewels. Uh, we didn't get that. Would you have enjoyed this movie more if it looked like the trolls when we were kids? Uh, Like yeah. completely naked, skin-toned? Well, not naked, maybe. It's a tough one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, why not? I, I, there is real no relation between these trolls and the real trolls besides the hair thing but uh, yeah. and the color. But other than that, no. Yeah. So, uh, spoiler alert to follow uh, Tom's movie of the year, Trolls World Tour. What did you think of it? It wasn't horrible. It was very – it was – just a step over mediocre i think um okay it was a fun idea and an idea i really liked when uh marvel did it in affinity war you know the search for the (laughs) the the uh six pieces um yep but uh you know i I like the idea of the music and touring the different worlds and them figuring out there's basically a multiverse um with many different, and I like Ozzy Osbourne was in it. Uh, one more thing he yeah. gets to be in before he dies, and I liked you know the music was alright. It's not my cup of tea, and kids liked it though. We watched it. I, yeah. I bought a projector and a screen for outside. We all sat outside eating popcorn, watching it, and so I mean based on that they liked it, and um, I could see how people could get into it, and uh, you know. Could have used so it hits it hits smart. Yeah, I think it actually could have used more music. If that doesn't, I mean, really only had one or like thirty to forty seconds of a song from each like uh, world representing. I know, I guess they were like two minutes, but they were not very long. Wasn't a whole ton of them, and like I don't think the their the song they did all together. I don't think that's a hit. That's you know. No. I think it was. I think it was kind of a lackluster, lackluster kind of uh, song. So, but otherwise, you know, it's great animation. It's a great uh, story, I guess. But uh, no, I think it fell a little short. Yeah, uh, I agree. It was. Uh, it wasn't for me. Uh, granted, I'm not their target target demo. Uh, Chelsea, however, watched it with me and loved it. Okay. Um, I like that they showed a little more of the universe. Yeah. The world, like they expand it so they could spin off to more TV shows or whatever. Right. Um, I kept picturing James Corden in his cat outfit <laughs> running around uh, as uh, what, Blumpy or whatever his name is. I don't even know. Uh, Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. Binks uh, asked me, he's like, why, why is James Corbin always fat? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, he's not even like he, fat in real life. He's just like chunky, but. Yeah. I he mean, he likes playing the big boys. Yeah. Yeah. I love the little caterpillar. I thought that he was fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, I like the diamond guy. Little... Oh yeah, Keenan. Yeah, little uh, tiny diamond yeah. where he's like throwing up <laughs> glitter. I um, I thought that it was it was cute in a way that you know it, it's definitely geared towards kids for sure. It yeah. was a good sequel to um, the first movie, which made a ton of money. Uh, right. When when you put it against sequels of animated stuff that came out, it's kind of like uh, Frozen, essentially. Like 
I thought Frozen, the first one, was pretty good, and yeah. the second one didn't deliver. Uh, and I feel like the same way with this one. Uh, I did like that uh, and- Anderson Pock was in it. Yeah, it had right. a huge role. Yeah, uh, I, di- I didn't see that coming. Uh, I thought that the the symphony trolls looked like Paula Dean. <laughs> yeah. uh, or or they also look like the woman from Lego Masters. Yeah, yeah. That old, the old Midwest woman, uh, just constantly making faces. I liked some of the characters. I liked the dynamic that there were uh, bounty hunters. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, and, they, and assassins thing, like the guy with the uh, that plays the jazz flute with the chest. Oh, hair. he was, he was amazing. <laughs> He's between between him and uh, Ron Funches' character. They were my favorite. <laughs> uh, I love Sam. Love Sam Rockwell's character. Yeah. There was a little bit of treachery and deceit. Uh, the thing that kind of fell short for me was was Barb truly a villain? Because uh, like she switched sides at the end very quickly. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get too too deep into. Um, uh, I, I, they're not going to get deep into like their 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 machinations and and their psychology and all that. That's like that's a two parter for Marvel. This they oh yeah of course she's gonna they're gonna become best friends and she says it at the end we're gonna be best friends. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's as an adult, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a cheesy way to end this, that, that, that movie and, and kind of like write the story off, like everything's okay. But as a kid, I don't think they cared. I, you know. Yeah. But from a per- production company, how do you follow that up? Like, what's the next step? Like if you go, if they want to extend this lifeline of trolls and continue to go, they have Justin Timberlake. He hasn't done anything bad. They have Anna Kendrick. Same thing. What's the next step? Like trolls talent show where they all put on concerts together. Like, like there's, yeah. what do you, in, do you introduce? Uh, no, that's Smurfs. I was going to say, do you introduce Gargamel? <laughs> he just comes in and starts picking them up. He just he leaves Smurf and comes in and starts to pick up trolls. You need a uh, the bad guy has has yeah. I don't know who you introduce as the the new bad guy. Uh, you've already introduced uh, multiple universes or multiple realities and and worlds and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, it's a pretty deep question. Like, what do you do next? I don't know. Aliens. Yeah. I mean, well, we kind of thought that uh, what Ron Funch's troll character is an alien. They've already introduced that. Yeah, sort of, kind of, sure. Well, he's he's a funk uh, troll. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. And George Clinton, <laughs> who I didn't know was still alive, was yeah. uh, was the king. And Mary J was the queen. Yeah. I thought that was great. You you know who else was in this? The McElroy brothers. Yeah, yeah, I did because I I listened to their their other things and um. I remember a long time ago them talking about Trolls One. I don't know, and it wasn't until uh, they they posted like an Instagram Instagram of their kids like looking through the credits and seeing their names and like, oh yeah, that's us. Yeah, uh, it was pretty neat. I, I saw it on IMD, saw it on IMDb, and I was like, oh wow, they they made it. They truly made it. Uh, I I guess like I have two parts of what they can do next. Uh, you have you still have McLovin's character. Yeah. At the end, we see him the like the dirty ogre. We see him. They could always be the bad guys again, right? Uh, but also, you you could introduce like what works now is cinematic universes, right? So now there's now there's time for crossovers. Yeah, 
what toy from our childhood is the next one to cross over with Trolls? Like, does this just set up a My Little Pony who? Trolls universe? Oh, yeah, definitely. Who 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 made Trolls? DreamWorks? No. Uh, no. Toys. Mattel. Oh. Uh, I, Kenner. I'm going uh, to say... I'm gonna say Ty. It's a Beanie Baby troll <laughs> crossover. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it really does come down to corporations and who owns trolls. Uh, uh, yeah. Toy. Um, and I, I, you know, maybe somebody else completely different can like makes their toys now. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I think there, like, there's something this, this... to be said there. You gotta. I, I have to do the extra uh, search and see who. Uh, who could like GI Joes invade the trolls and like? Oh, that would be awesome. Earn their peace. That would be awesome, right? Like I had like a couple like, obviously we had like uh, we had great cartoons when we were kids and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're not going to cross over with the trolls. Uh, you remember Alf? Yeah, he could, could fit Alf in there. Come in and start eating trolls. Or <laughs> or Orco. The Care Bears. Orco is a troll. Uh, <laughs> oh, if they ruin if they ruin He Man again, I'm out of here. No way. No or- Orko's a. This is all a, a, a prequel, a backstory to Orko being a troll, and that's how he he, he or Grildor. Remember Grildor, the guy that. Yeah, I remember Grildor. Yeah. How could I forget him? <laughs> we did a whole live show about him. <laughs> Maybe Grildor was an actual troll. Uh, he he looked like one. <laughs> I th- I honestly think like the next step if it has to be crossover because they yeah. have their TV show and they're telling side stories there. There is there another rogues group of trolls that are bad? Maybe or what are troll enemies? Ogres? I don't know. Birds? I don't even know who they were in this. They had like all kinds of weird things happen, but I don't even know what what any of that was about. So they just made rock and roll the the bad guy. Yeah. And then they, they pulled made... they pulled a little switcheroo on you, and and turned out Pop was bad, which I t- I you know we all agree Pop is not great. So yeah, yeah they could have had a much more uh, ridiculous singers in that. I love that Jay Balvin had a chance to be in there. <laughs> Yay! Uh, they they the cool thing is that they it did introduce pretty much all types of music. You know, K-pop was in there, yeah. yodeling. They they really did you know jazz and symphony uh, orchestral music. They did a good job representing the demographics of uh, of music. Yeah, I could see I could see them crossing over with My Little Ponies if the licensure is right there. Yeah, or the My Little Ponies or or, or, or the Care Bears seem to fit that's, pretty good. That's the big one because yeah. there's nothing else for Care Bears. Or has when was the last time you felt, saw Care? Yeah. I don't know Care Bears. So care. I think that that would be. Yeah, could you imagine like I don't know Grumpy Bear wanders into <laughs> Trollville and what? Uh, you know what's going to end up happening because it's DreamWorks. Tro- Yo, <laughs> the animated Stallone goes in there. Just they stole his daughter. <laughs> the Bar- Barb's his daughter, and he's not 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 Ozzy Osbourne's. I could see this because it's DreamWorks crossing over with Shrek, crossing over with yeah. Minions, uh, where Gru's the bad guy, and Gru wants to steal all the trolls, and he wants to use their hair for because he's bald. He wants to make a wig. Yeah, I, I guess uh, DreamWorks has the ultimate say and 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 the ability to do whatever they want. So if they want to create a a DreamWorks universe, then why not? I don't want that. Well, yeah, no, oh. but yeah. It would make a lot of money. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. 
I don't know the numbers because obviously there weren't any numbers. I think this made a million dollars in Russia. Uh, I've looked IMDb, but you can't really trust it because I don't think a lot's coming out. But IMDb said worldwide gross is two million, but I don't think that's going to stay that. I don't. That seems real low. I know. I know it's it's a weird time, but two million doesn't seem like a lot. I would. I thought a lot more people would get it, but um, you know. $90 million budget, supposedly. So Yeah. I'm curious to see what it makes. This was like this was the first theater movie to say we're gonna go directly to streaming. Uh, I personally thought it was a smart way. This was the this was the trials the trials of what could come with AMC potentially going bankrupt, more smaller movie theaters might follow suit. We could start see living in a world where twenty dollars gets you a digital movie for two days. Um I'm I'm curious like to me, it was accessible because it was on on demand. Yeah. I saw it. Uh, I know a couple people on my Instagram timeline watched it. Um, it all comes down to the numbers. Now, if let's say this blows it away and this makes makes a hundred million dollars, makes four hundred million dollars. Who knows? I don't know how globally it was released. This could speed up. This could speed up the movies that are delayed. Like, could we see uh, Scoob come to home video? Could we see? I was listening to a guy that I'm a big fan of. He was uh, talking about, you know, what different, what changes that this thing has, the, the coronavirus. And a lot of it is like, you know, they let deliver alcohol. And in that time, there has been no major, like, problems with it. There hasn't been. So when we go back to normalcy and they, they want to outlaw delivery of alcohol, they go, well, Why? Our test was yeah. for four months we did it and everything was fine. Literally, it was it kept the peace. Basically, that's why I think they're letting it happen. It it, it calmed the nerves of millions and millions of people. So tell me why you would have to outlaw. And I think that's the same thing. Is it's changed things that we held as as you know etched in stone. You can't you a movie released strictly on streaming is not going to be better or not going to make as much money as a movie in a theater and then we all of a sudden we're like it might because it has no option but the platforms there the ability for people to stay homes there you, you you know so maybe you know a lot of questions are going to get answered that people didn't want to run an experiment and see you know, because it'd be yeah. too costly. Well, now we're forced into this experiment. So let's see how it turns out. So, Yeah, and DreamWorks had enough. You know, they they stood by their product. They didn't postpone it. They didn't say, we're going to give it another year. They said, let's put it out. Let's yeah. get this out. Let's get it to people. We're proud of this movie. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't what, when you think of video on demand, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a C-list movie. It wasn't a B-list movie. Uh, it was run the mill for me. I gave it a three when I watched it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say three. Yeah, and like I guess grading wise, that comes out to be a C for us. But yeah, it was a theat- a big budget, ninety million dollar movie for kids. It's an A plus movie. Yeah, I think. There's yeah, new, I mean, there's new songs. Like I said, I, I we had a great time watching it. it. Was something we did a little something different, but uh, you know, kids were outside watching it and having a good time. So, um. I didn't hear one complaint. Binks actually left his room for ten, you know, for an hour and a half, and stopped playing 
or whatever he's playing right now, uh, whatever game he's playing, but he came outside, so that's a big deal. And uh, yeah, he watched it. So yeah, and you know, consider it a, a, a kind of a blessing that we're in this experiment and this uh, where you get to spend more time with everybody, you can bond with with uh, with your family, but you're also able to kind of explore new new movies, old movies and series that you were fans of um as a kid and kind of expose them to what you grew up watching it's a you know it's a it's a shitty time but we're making do with it troll world tour apparently earned 50 million in vod opening weekend that's pretty damn good that's really good for 90 million dollar budget and circumstances 50 million is good i don't you know we'll see what the staying power is but that's not bad yeah, fifty million's not bad at all. Uh, a lot of movies that were in theaters would, yeah, I definitely three. It's a good family movie though. Yeah, could you could you imagine that? Let's say this continues for a very long time and uh, the theaters don't reopen. Wonder Woman gets delayed. Black Widow gets delayed again. Right? Could you imagine living in a world with the MCU and everything, where the superhero movies that we got this year? were Birds of Prey and Bloodshot. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Did you imagine Yeah, that? well, it's 2020. It's what we deserve, apparently. It, it's 2020 is getting us back for all those stupid puns we made. Uh, you know, yeah. but... Uh, it's it's hindsight 2020. We should have washed our hands. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I'm going to call everybody out. I don't see washing their hands for the rest of my life. I'm not trying to live through this virus. But next, next week... Um, we're coming back with a non-kid movie, yeah, an accessible movie. If you have Netflix, you can watch it. It's called Code Eight. Uh, it's got the Amels in it, Robbie and Steven. Did you get doubly hard because of uh, the Amels being in it? I- I'm not a huge fan of uh, Robbie. Of Robbie. Well, because yeah, we'll see what happens with Robbie. Uh, but I'm excited to to talk about this. I've seen the movie. Um, looking forward to seeing what you have to say about it. I started it. I only got literally a minute into it as of right now. So, but I'll be watching it as soon as I it's, can. It's it's sci-fi. It's uh, futuristic, and it's uh, getting a series too, which is uh, which is oh, pretty cool. That was so, quick. Yeah. Um, uh, also, is it a series with uh, the like all the stars in it? I believe so. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. Um, also. I found out last night on Instagram that a, uh, a comic from Image just got uh, accepted to get well, got picked up for a series, and it's local. It's called Philadelphia. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a uh, five cool. issues. It's an ongoing series, five issues right now. Um, Philadelphia cops, vampires, presidents. That's all I'm gonna say. I <laughs> I, honest, I honestly think it's right up your alley. I think you'd like it. I never seen it, but I, I think I'm gonna go on a, a probably Comicsology now, and yeah. uh, I'll probably look into it. Yeah, the last uh, issue came out in March, so we're okay. we're right up to speed, and it's a, a good good five issues. But that's our episode. Uh, threes for three and a half for WrestleMania. Threes for Trolls World Tour. Uh, yeah. If you have a family, watch it. If you like trolls and you have a collection, watch it. Uh, it's a very mediocre. Uh, couple of watchings which is good because we've had real bad mm-hmm. started off 25 started off bad movie watching 
and then real life caught up and said, yeah. you know, hold my beer. Fuck your stupid movies. Reality is going to suck too. And then uh, here we are. So uh, mediocre is fine for me. Yeah. yeah. I um, I blame Gretel and Hansel for the coronavirus <laughs> uh, based, based off of our reviews on this podcast. But support the network. Support our podcast, Galaxy Wars Podcast, on all social medias. Uh, Active Geek on Wednesdays, Binks in the Beers, Box Office Flashback, Art in the Archives. We'll be back next week again with Code 8. Uh, here's 20 bucks. Buy yourself something nice.